Yo, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. It's been, I don't know, two two weeks, three weeks? How long has it been, Earl? It's been two weeks. Uh, I had some comedy gigs out of town, and uh, you know, you're a busy man. you managing uh, big <laughs> yeah. business. So, uh, well, we've both been busy. We've both been busy. Mel's been out coaching Palisades, boys, football, whatever he's doing, betting on it. Um, in any case, today, this was a last-minute edition. We wanted to make sure we got this in with the Thanksgiving holiday and all this. I got a call from the Pearl about an hour ago saying, I got an opening if you want to run over here right now. And so we don't have Mel, unfortunately, as we're last minute here, but we are going to roll here. I know it's been a little tough. We're going to try to be more consistent, but some weeks it'll work, some it won't. But let's dive in. Crazy, crazy last few weeks in the NFL. A lot of dogs coming in. Um it's been nuts. I mean, uh, you know, Earl, it was funny. I was in Indianapolis last week. I took my son. We went, we were guests of the Colts. We went to that game. The Colts owned that game the whole game. And then a pass interference penalty and Philly ended up winning. But we're walking out, the game's over. And in the suite we were in, there was a TV and there's the Patriots are playing the Jets. It's 3-3. I mean, no one can move the ball. There's five seconds left. I'm like, well, it's overtime. Let's go walk back to the hotel. We'll catch it. My son says, no, 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 there's five seconds left. Anything can happen. And what do you think happened? They kicked the ball off, and I forgot who it was on the Patriots, but he runs at 95 yards for a touchdown to win the game. Crazy. I mean, it's a crazy, a uh, lot of parity in the league. Um, a lot of teams, uh, I think we've addressed it a few times, playing better than they should and some not. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, with the hard salary cap, I don't think, I think the days of the dominant team are over. You know, you'll never really have one truly dominant team. You know, the Vikings lost. Uh, you know, Eagles are uh, look up and down at times. So every team has a weakness. So it, it's and some teams are good at exploiting that weakness. So uh, it, it's a lot. It's a fun season because I don't think there's a clear choice. Even Buffalo now looks human. Yeah. So, uh, and the Rams, I, I thought that I think they, I said our first uh, episode that yeah. it'd be Buffalo and the Rams. And yeah. The Rams probably won't make the playoffs. Yeah. It's crazy. A lot of injuries. I will say, I'm going to give you guys my prediction for the Super Bowl right now. And I really, really stand strong on what this is going to be. I'm looking for a matchup on it. In my heart, I'm going San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be the red Super Bowl. Um, that's my prediction. So when the Super Bowl comes up here shortly, you guys are going to remember that that was the pick that I thought. That traveling defense in the playoffs of San Francisco is unbelievable. And Mahomes, no one's touching Mahomes. But there can be injuries and all that. So we'll see. But first off, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Hope you have a great turkey dinner with family and friends and watch football tomorrow and we're getting this in it's wednesday we're going to start off right now we're going to go to detroit where the detroit lions can you believe that this team has won three straight football games unbelievable that they have won three straight football games two back to back on the road you know how hard it is to win games on the road let alone back to back beating green bay chicago and the new york giants so the lions at home Thanksgiving Day against the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Weird scheduling here. You know, the Bills played in Detroit against Cleveland because of the snow last week. 
I thought they would have stayed in Detroit because they're playing the Lions. But after the game, they went back to Buffalo. And now they're traveling back to Detroit for the game tomorrow for the game tomorrow morning at 9:30 Pacific time. Buffalo is a 10-point favorite against the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day. I'm going to start with Earl. What do you think? Well, if you shop around, you could get them at nine and a half as well. So uh, I, I I usually don't get to the over right away. I definitely would take the over in this game. And it's kind of high. It's 54 points. Wow. Um, but I do think Buffalo bounces back. Um, you know, Detroit is so Jekyll and Hyde this season. And although they have won three in a row, and, and I'm a Goff fan. You know, I thought he got the short end of the stick in L.A. They kind of traded him. Even uh, McVeigh said they they did him a little dirty with how they uh, got rid of him for Stafford. Yeah. Um, I just think Buffalo is just a little better than Detroit in all areas, and and they're used to the home field. Like they got a very rare um, sneak preview of uh, Ford Field. Uh, yeah. So I think that's I I think they'll win by twenty. But you know Detroit. They can't score with Buffalo. It's a scary thing, but the problem is they can't stop Buffalo. Their defense is a little suspect. So I think uh, the smart play, this is a pick for me. Wow. So you're going Buffalo as a pick. Uh, Yes. And And as a little bonus, you like the over in that game. Yes. I mean, and it is a high over at 54, but uh, I could see Buffalo scoring 30 to 40 points and and Detroit is very capable of scoring 30 to 40 points. Yeah. So, uh, so you're, so a pick of Buffalo. Yes. All right. So my feeling about this game, it's interesting. It's a, it's, it's, it's a tough one, you know, nine and a half, 10, it's a lot of points to give a team. I, I I'm always the guy who likes to fade the team. That's won three straight. I think Buffalo is literally probably in my opinion, the second or third best football team in the league behind Kansas city. And possibly, I, I'm a big San Francisco fan, but you know, most people could say Buffalo could be the number one team. Tough game for me, not a bet for me. Uh, if I was leaning in this game, I would lean Buffalo as well. I would agree with Earl. I think a lot of the public, 67% of the public is on Detroit in this game. They're a big home underdog, and it looks really easy. A team coming off three straight wins who's been playing well on the carpet at home to be able to get 10 points, you say Jared Goff can backdoor you and, you know, you're down by 17 late in the game and, you know, Goff could get you to 10 on a push or nine on a two point conversion. So I think the public's going to be pounding Detroit in this game. I think Buffalo wins this game, definitely covers the 10. It's a lean. It is not a play for me. Let's go to Dallas. The second game on gobble gobble day is the Dallas Cowboys coming off one of their most impressive wins last week. I was on it. Loved the spot for them. They are now off beating Minnesota. They're, they're going to be at home against the New York Giants. The Giants are decimated with injuries, but the Giants also are coming off being embarrassed by the Detroit Lions at home. So one thing I want to say about this game, I'm going to start. I'm a situational better. What I mean by that is I like situations for teams. I like, I love fading teams that blow teams out the week before against a team that gets blown out. I think that you put everything aside. If the Giants weren't as banged up as they are, this would be my pick of the week, taking the Giants in the points. 
but because they have injuries, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going to take the Giants as a double strong lean. It's not going to be a play for me, but I like them plus the nine and a half. Earl? This is, uh, I think the Cowboys will win the game, but I, I like, this is another play for me. It's wow. uh, very rare right out of the gate, two yeah. plays. Uh, the Giants plus nine and a half. Yeah. Because even though they are injured a lot, uh, Barkley's playing very well. I think that um, anytime you have, uh, this is like an AFC uh, North game. It doesn't matter the records of the team. They're always tight games. Very few blowouts uh, with the Giants and the Cowboys. So I like the Giants plus the points. 53% are on the Cowboys, 47% on the Giants. Pretty pretty split down the middle. Uh, okay, on to Minnesota. One of the most embarrassing losses of the season in the NFL. They got pulverized last week by the Dallas Cowboys, 40-3. to they get a quick turnaround now and they get Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots come in who could not move the ball against the Jets, ended up winning on a, obviously we talked about it on that 90 or 80 yard run back with no time remaining. The line was three. It's moved to two and a half. A lot of the sharp groups have been taking Belichick and the Patriots to go into Minnesota. Again, for me, and I'm going to let Earl start here. In fact, you know what? Let's let Earl start and then I'll come in. What's your opinion, Earl? New England is a two and a half point underdog, and the total is forty two and a half. This is a tough one. Uh, you know, the Vikings are going to come out strong. You know, they got embarrassed almost nine out of ten times when a team gets embarrassed, they come back the next week strong in all sports. So uh, this is a strong lean for me. Uh, I mean, Belichick is showing signs of his legendary coaching ability, minus Tom Brady. Uh, very close game. Uh, I like the Vikings at home, but it's a lean for me. It is a lean. Okay. So again, I go back to teams that got blown out the week before against a team that barely won the week after. I have to believe in my heart that Minnesota is going to, is going to play a much better game than they did last week. With that said, I think you have one of the best defensive minds coaching against Kirk Cousins in this game. I think it's a very hard game. My gut would be my gut would be to lean to the Minnesota Vikings to rebound and find a way to win. I would not bet this game at all. I do like teasing New England from two and a half to eight and a half. I think it's a really good tease with a really good defense. Um, you'll get my teaser at the end of the pod of what my two teams are. But again, tough game, can go either way. Gut would be Minnesota pulls it out, squeaks it out. I think the line is where the line should be. 72% right now, the action is on Minnesota. 28 is on New England. Well, I mean, when was the last time you saw Belichick only get 28% of the action? So the reason is they've kept this line pretty low. So we'll see what happens on that one. What's also, uh, with it's Mac Jones. Yeah, that's true. He's very... Uh... He's hit or miss. Like he's up, down, good game, bad game, two good games, mediocre game, great game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that answers your question about the 28% of the cash on uh, Belichick. And, you know, you know, without Brady, they're just a, they're an average team. Yeah. With yeah. a great coach. But how great was he without Brady? I agree. 
I agree. All right, on to the next game. We go to Cleveland, the dog pound. We have Tom Brady coming off a bye, going into Cleveland to play the Cleveland Browns. The line opened three. It has jumped to three and a half. Um, the Browns last week played a good first half and then gave it away and ended up losing to the Buffalo Bills. As I said, Tampa Bay off a bye. The Browns have lost two straight. Still have a really good running game go. The problem in this game is, is their center is out, who's an all-star, which is a big deal for a team that relies on Chubb and Kareem Hunt for ball control, et cetera. Tampa Bay now three and a half over Cleveland. 43 is the total. I'm going to start here. Strong lean for me to Cleveland getting the three in the hizzy. I like the half point. I think they're going to run the ball. I don't love the Tampa Bay's coming off a bye and fresh. But I think Cleveland has a 55% chance of winning the game or at least covering strong lean for me. Earl? This is an actual play for me, my last of the plays. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm in on the Buccaneers. I think Brady's got his uh, personal problems for the most part solved. Uh, you know, And I said, watch out when the divorce is final. He's going to start playing amazing. He's 2-0 after the divorce. Uh, or at least the announcement of it. Um, and I just, the, you know, Brady against Brissett, like it's just it's, anything can happen, but I think Brady is, he wants to show the whole world, hey, I'm not done yet. Yeah. So I, I like the Buccaneers very much in this well, game. Well, the public likes them also, Earl. 69% of the public is on Tampa Bay, 31 on Cleveland. I get it. It's a very, very clear idea of what you're, you know, talking about home dog, cold weather, Florida team going to play in some cold weather. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Definitely a tough game. On to the next one, the Tennessee Titans at home playing the Cincinnati Bengals. This is going to be a really good game. The Bengals second road game went into Pittsburgh last week and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans. Um, right now, hold on. I'm having a little bit of a computer glitch here. So I will give you what Tennessee did last week. If you give me five seconds, um, Tennessee Titans are coming off a win against the green Bay Packers. So they've had a little bit extra rest. They are getting one and a half. Cincinnati is a favorite on the road against Tennessee. Earl, what do you think? Well, also the Bengals are getting chased back. So I think that that's going to help. The is pack. Chase playing this weekend? Yes. As of, you know, tonight or today, this morning. Uh, I do think uh, Cincinnati might have problems with Derrick Henry. Uh, so it, it really boils down to Burroughs against Henry. And I just think the Bengals have uh, more weapons, uh, even on the road against the Titans. Because if uh, for some reason the Bengals can stop Henry, I think... Uh, the Titans are in real trouble. They just don't have a lot of offensive weapons. So I agree. This is a tough one to take straight. I mean, a very, very hard game. I don't have a lean on the side. This is going to be the one side of my teaser. I'm going to tease Tennessee from one and a half, and I'm going to tease them on a six and a half point teaser up to eight. So one side will be Tennessee plus eight. We'll come back to the second side when we get there. I think they can keep the game at least within a touchdown. I think, again, Cincy on a back-to-back. They won last week. 64% uh, of the people are on Tennessee. 
36 on the Joe Burrow Cincinnati Bengals. So tough, tough game. We'll see what happens. On to Miami. I will say this, yeah. though, about the Titans defense. I mean, the Bengals tore through the Steeler defense, and that's a fucking great defense. That's true. Watt, the Highsmith, um, the, the new guy, Nazi, I think yeah. that's his name, Kazi, yeah. um, Fitzpatrick, and Burrow just lit them up. So if he's lighting the Steeler D up, uh, this it possibly could be a blowout on the road. Um, Another one. You know, unless Henry goes off for – you know, three touchdowns and 200 yards, but like, right. uh, I still like the Bengals. All right. On to Miami Tua off a bye. the Miami dolphins um, looking like one of the best teams in football, playing the Houston Texans, one of the worst teams in football and definitely one of the worst coach teams, not a lovey Smith fan. Miami dolphins are laying 13 points to the Houston Texans. Miami coming off a 39, 17 walloping of Cleveland. Houston last week, 23-10, lost to Washington. Uh, Miami 13. This is tough. If I'm if I'm if I'm leaning, I'm leaning Houston. I'll be one of the only guys on Houston. I think these games that you get a team that has all the momentum playing a team that looks like crap. Normally for me, the team that looks like crap can at least keep it somewhat of a game. I would lean Houston. Earl? Uh, I usually don't like point spreads this big in the NFL because you think even the worst team in the league has some pretty good players. Uh, but I actually, it's a lean. Yeah. I like Miami. Um, they just have too many weapons. Uh, you know, Hill, Waddle, a good running game that sets up Hill and Waddle deep. And it's not just throwing a deep, long bomb to either one. It's a 15-yard, uh, you know, semi-length pass and then the yards after the catch that's where they get going so i think with the running game setting that stuff up this, this could be a a 30 point win for the dolphins okay on to new york by the way in that dolphin game just so everybody understands it 72 percent are on miami very public the miami dolphins next week so we will we will keep our eye on that and see if the public ends up getting their way with that game on to the New York Jets against the Chicago Bears. Jets at home. Jets played an amazing, amazing defensive game last week. Um, injury reports here. First off, for the Bears, uh, dislocated shoulder on the non-throwing side for Justin Fields. He is not ruled out yet. The rumor is, is that he still potentially could play. It's a 50-50 the New York Jets benched Zach Wilson this morning. They have not announced if it's going to be Flacco or their other quarterback uh, in this game. Right now, the line is four and a half Jets. I'm going to start off here. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets here. I, I, I Even if Fields plays, I think the Jets' defense is a really, really solid defense. I think with Flacco... Playing quarterback here, he can still manage a game. Chicago played a tough game in Atlanta uh, last week and lost by a field goal. I think the Jets make a statement here, and I think they win the game by at least seven points. I'm going to lean strong on the Jets here. Earl? Yeah, this is a tough one, not knowing who the Jets quarterback is going to be. Uh, Fields is definitely playing better, uh, but the Bears' defense is pretty wonky. And uh, when a team on the road has a wonky defense, I almost always go with the home team. And uh, four and a half, you said, JB? Yep, four and a half. Uh, 
I like the Jets. Uh, they love that coach. They really enjoy playing for him. Uh, so I think they put out maximum effort. Where in like say Houston, you could tell they're not really down with Smith, so they put out minimal effort at times. Yeah. Uh, so it's a strong lean for the Jets. All right. There's no percentages on this because the game's kind of been off the board, but there is a four and a half. So I, you know, we'll keep our eye on it again. I think the Jets bounce back. I think after la- I think Sala watched that ending of that game, and I think you get maximum effort against the Jets to beat up on Chicago this week. Washington Commanders could be one of the hottest teams in the league right now, playing against the Atlanta Falcons in Washington. Washington coming off a 23-10 last week, beating of the Houston Texans. Atlanta coming off a 27-24 win at home against the Bears. So the line is four here, Earl. And, you know, I got to say, I think there's a tax being, you know, to me, this is an inflated line. Tyler Henneke and Washington has played tough. I don't believe that Washington should be a four-point favorite. I think this line should be more like a two-and-a-half or three-point game. Atlanta has a really good running game. I, 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 I really, really believe here that Atlanta can keep this game within a field goal, if not win it. There's going to be some kind of week when Washington falls off. And, uh, you know, my guess is is that Atlanta can keep this game close. Uh, I'm up in the air on this game right now as far as a lean or a pick. I'm going to go strong lean right now on Atlanta plus the four. I might change it toward the end of the show, but right now I'm on Atlanta plus four. Earl? I'm on a strong lean uh, for the commanders. I just think that uh, the Falcons' defense is a little shoddy, and, and once again, shoddy defense on the road. I'll almost always go with the home team. Um, Commander's defense is playing uh, pretty good. Uh, not great, but good. And uh, I also think that their running game sets up their passing game. Uh, so I, I, I don't see the Commanders losing this game. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, but then the Commanders should start to pull away in the second half. Yeah, 65% of the public on Washington, 35 on Atlanta. Let's go to Carolina. One of the great games of the weekend, the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. I mean, this says everything. The lot, the total in this game is 35 and a half points. <laughs> I mean, it says it all. Both these teams can't score. Baker Mayfield benched after last week. They're going to start Sam Darnold this week, which I actually think is kind of an upgrade. Um, Denver, once again, every week, this, you know, it's looking to me, Earl, like Russell Wilson, one of the worst deals this past year of bringing him in. He's looked awful. Nathaniel Hackett, awful coach. I, I mean, the line right now, can you believe that Denver is favored by two and a half over Carolina at home? Carolina has a really good defense. I'm strong leaning Carolina. Uh, another game that is a great potential tease to take Carolina up to eight and a half at home. Denver's not blowing anyone out. Earl? Uh, yeah, I mean, this. I don't know if I'd say take the under. I mean, 35, even for two teams that aren't scoring, that's, that's pretty low. I mean, I mean, you and I could score over 35, Earl. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. uh, the drummer from Def Leppard could have a big game against these defenses. Uh, yeah. He's got one arm. Um, right. This is, uh, this is a pretty much a pick em game. Uh, I like. Uh, the Broncos, uh, you know, even though 
I do agree with you. I think Darnold is an upgrade over Mayfield. But uh, at Denver, you know, this this is this is going to be one of those like seventeen to fourteen games. Uh, you know, you shop around for the line. You know, yeah. uh, it's two and a half right now. Yeah, two and a half. You know, it'll be interesting if it goes. Uh, I could see this being a pick'em game by Sunday. Uh, yeah, it's just it, it's just too. One bad team in the Panthers and one severely under uh, performing team in the Broncos. And you know Wilson, I can't think of a worse free agent signing uh, or uh, trade. Um, yeah, in a while. I, I mean, boo boy. Uh, so I, I I don't know what's wrong there. Uh, yeah. So I like the uh, Broncos in a real stinker. Yeah. All right, we go on to Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a bye playing the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens on their second road game last week. They eked out a 13-3 win. It was 3-3 very, very late in that game. Lamar did not look great uh, against the Panthers. Panthers do have a good defense. Jacksonville off a bye. They lost 27-17 to Kansas City the last game they played. Uh, Baltimore is giving four to the home Jacksonville Jaguars, Earl. I like the Ravens here. Uh, if I had a fourth pick, this would probably be it. Um, although Jackson didn't play great the last game, you know, I think it was coming off a bye. Uh, so I think he'll he'll round into form this game. Uh, you know, they're, they're a little weak on targets outside of Mark Andrews. He really seems locked in on him. Uh, so I think Jacksonville does have a decent defense. But uh, I, I like the Ravens. I, I don't see the Ravens uh, losing this game. So 70% of the public on the Ravens. Um, here's my whole thing. Home dog off a bye, four points. Give me Jacksonville in this game. I think Jacksonville makes a statement. Um, I think they can keep this game close. Um, second road game for Baltimore. I wish Baltimore looked amazing last week because then I could see this being a little bit of a letdown spot. Um, definitely, definitely not going to be, it's going to be a double strong lean for me. I like Jacksonville getting the four points. Um, hold on people. Uh, here we go on to the next game. We go to the afternoon. We go to the Arizona Cardinals against the lovely LA chargers. Arizona coming off the 38-10 Monday night shellacking from the Niners. Chargers coming off a 30-27 game that they actually had won and gave away to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Earl, this coaching on the LA Chargers is just dreadful. Every week, it's the same thing. I mean, to me, you want to take the Chargers when they're a dog, and you want to fade the Chargers when they're a favorite. The Chargers are four and a half in this game in Arizona. We don't know who's playing quarterback yet. If it's going to be Colt McCoy or if it's going to be, um, oh my God, I'm Murray, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, my lean here would be Arizona getting the four and a half. Earl, uh, I like the Chargers. Uh, I I believe it's going to be McCoy at quarterback unless something drastic happens. Uh, they say Murray from. My sources of intel is going to sit out one more week. 
So I just think the Chargers have too many weapons for the uh, Cardinals defense. This is kind of the opposite of the last few games where it's a shoddy defense at home. Uh, but I think the Chargers, they're starting to play a little bit better, and, and their defense is pretty strong. So if it is McCoy, and the poor guy, he tried last week. It just uh, He didn't have great chemistry. There was a couple uh, throws that Murray probably makes that McCoy didn't, you know, balls just a little bit behind the receivers that were dropped. So I like the uh, Chargers. Strong lean. 75%, the most public game of the week, is on the Chargers again against another home team. Think about this, people. Cleveland, major public against them, plus three and a half home dog. Arizona, major public against them, home dog. Baltimore, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, major public against them, home dog. These home dogs where the public is taking the road favorite, more than not, over the years, usually a really, really good bet. So keep that in the back of your mind. Seattle Seahawks at home off a bye against the Las Vegas Raiders, who finally in overtime got a little bit of a break threw a touchdown and won the game 22-16 over Denver. Seattle laying three and a half. I'm going to start here, Earl. This is my pick of the week. Oh, This is it. This is my pick of the week. I'm all in on the Seattle Seahawks. Here's the scary part. I always try to avoid three and a half in my pools and whatever I do. If I'm going to play it, I'll usually either money line it or I'll buy it to three. But to me, this is a complete, this is a minimum seven-point game. Seattle is the better team on both sides of the ball. Seattle is on a rest advantage. Oakland, or excuse me, Las Vegas is off back-to-back. They just won in overtime. I think Geno Smith with the week with Pete Carroll, I think they completely dominate this game against the Raiders. It scares me the half point because if they win by three in the pools, I lose, and nothing hurts more than losing those pools by a half a point. But it's my play of the week. I like Seattle. Girl. Oh, yeah. I, li- I like the uh, Seahawks, too. I could see them winning by at least 10 points. Um, you know, the Raiders have one offensive weapon, Devontae Adams. So if you double him uh, and even have a third guy loitering around him, you're forcing Carr to, you know, throw to white receivers. Do you want that on your team? Uh, so um, that ain't going to work. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I... The Raiders are just horrible. I don't know if McDaniels is just a bad coach or he doesn't have a lot to work with. Uh, I mean, outside of Adams and Carr, it's really not a lot of – and the tight ends have been hurt a lot. Uh, was it Waller? Uh, Waller's been out and 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 their other, their other players. Been, I mean, they've been banged up a bit. And I agree with you, Ro. I don't, I don't think McDaniels is a great coach. I mean, I think the Raiders are a lot – and I know they've been hurt, but I think they're a lot better than their record. Um, well, I mean, McDaniels, you know, it's the same thing with Belichick. You know, when, when you take away Brady and and some of the amazing defensive players the Patriots had, you know, McGinnis, Seau, and, and many, uh, Seymour, and many other players. I, I really don't think that, you know, it's like goaltenders in hockey. You know, you put, uh, say, Patrick Waugh, you know, probably the greatest goaltender of all time. You put him behind, um, say, the Arizona Coyotes defense. He ain't going to be in the Hall of Fame playing for them. So McDaniels, looked, uh, that was a weird way to segue into this point, but uh, McDaniels looks great <laughs> with Tom Brady as your quarterback, drawing up plays for the greatest quarterback of all time. But, you know, and nothing against David Carr. Uh, but, you know, it just you, you take these guys 
in great situations uh, with great Hall of Fame players and you put them somewhere else, they're not quite the coach you thought they were. So, but he yeah. doesn't have a lot to work with either. You yeah. know, it's also that, you know, the Raiders are pretty poorly put together team. Yeah. So um, we'll see. I think I, again, I think, I think Seattle makes a statement here. I think Metcalf and Lockett. I mean, yeah. th- this could be a blowout. Yeah, um, I, mean, I agree. I just don't think the Raiders have one corner to guard one of those guys, let alone both. Definitely. Kansas City Chiefs coming off a come-from-behind win in L.A. against the Chargers. Now have the other L.A. team, the L.A. Rams, coming to Arrowhead. Rams completely banged up with injuries. Stafford back in concussion protocol. I'm tearing 80 90% not playing this week. So the question is, do they go with Wofford, who was also injured, or do they go with Bryce, whatever his name is, their third-string quarterback? Um, Chiefs are 14-and-a-half against the Rams at home. I'll start here. I mean, I Mahomes as a 10, 12, 13, 14-point favorite is never a smart play. Um, always, always, always a difficult cover for him in a game like this. Kansas City will easily win this game. This game has backdoor written all over it, though. I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Rams. They still have Sean McVay as a coach, and they will still come out, play the best they can. I would have a minor lean to the Rams, uh, and I like the under in this game at 43, but no play for me. Earl? It's a tough one given the the 15 uh, or shop around, you know. You know, you got to understand, you know, there's different sports books that have different uh spread so shop around as always uh but uh, two touch i mean I, I i like the chiefs in this one it's a very strong lean i just think the quarterback situation is wonky cup is uh i don't know uh what his injury was but it looked pretty messed up so you take him out of the the situation uh they don't have a great running game so i, I don't know how they're going to score and you know, has being a Steeler fan, seeing them going to Kansas City with this kind of a roster injuries, wonky uh, roster spots all over the field, they always get blown out. So it's hard to say a defense with Aaron Donald is going to get blown out, but he's one guy. So I, I like the Chiefs and I like the over. And the, I, I think the Chiefs are going to get going in the second half and it's just going to be ugly. Uh, yeah, it's going to be ugly. 67% are on the Chiefs, 33 on the Rams. Let's go to San Francisco. The San Francisco 49ers coming off a Monday night shellacking of the Arizona Cardinals, go home to play the New Orleans Saints, who won 27-20 over the Rams with Andy Dalton, 4-7 and seven Saints. I'm going to start off here. This is a perfect scenario to take the New Orleans Saints. San Francisco's favored by nine points. There's a tax on that. This game should not be more than seven. You have San Francisco who is in Mexico City. They travel from Mexico City on a short week to go home to play the New Orleans Saints. Easy, maybe this line should be seven and a half. This is going to be a play for me. I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints and Andy Dalton to keep this game close. Maybe not win the game, maybe not even, you know, get too close, but I think they're going to cover the nine. Earl? This is a tough one. You know, I, I, you're right. I mean, it is a short week. Coming back from Mexico is, uh, 
you know, not an easy thing into the high altitude, but uh, I like the uh, 49ers. It's a strong lean. I just think, uh, you know, they played in uh, Mexico and in, in incredibly high altitude. So I think they'll welcome back the change to a sea level altitude. And uh, I could see them getting going in the second half. McCaffrey, I, I sense a big game uh, coming out of McCaffrey. And I think the 49er defense will get to Dalton. Uh, by the second quarter, it'll be a long day for Dalton. All right, we go to Sunday night. The Philadelphia Eagles coming off a come-from-behind win. I mean, I was at this game. They should not have won this game. Indianapolis dominated this game defensively. I mean, the problem was was that they couldn't score, but they completely dominated the game. The only reason the Eagles won this game is they got a pass interference late in the game which set up that touchdown, but they did not look good. I know they're banged up a little Philadelphia. They go home on Sunday night. They play the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Philly is a seven-point favorite. Green Bay uh, on the road coming off a 27-17 loss to Tennessee. The Philadelphia Eagles, like I said, coming off beating the Indianapolis Colts last week. The line is seven. Earl, what you say? Uh, I like the Eagles uh, to cover. I just, uh, Packers aren't a great road team. And uh, I don't think Rodgers has a lot of weapons. You know, they were uh, in the running for uh, Chase Claypool. You know, uh, they actually, Steelers, uh, it was neck and neck as to who Claypool was going to go to, and the Steelers thought the Bears pick would be better, which I thought was strange because I, I think the Packers pick is going to end up being the better pick to have, but um, that's why I'm a comic. Uh, I just, in Philly, I don't see uh, much of a shot for the Packers to lose by anything less than 10 points. You know, I agree with you, Earl. I mean, I think at seven, I think you probably got to lean Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay usually doesn't get blown out. They're still playing with some heart. Philly doesn't blow teams out as much. I think you get Aaron Rodgers in a touchdown. More than not, you're in the game. It's a medium to, you know, I don't love this at all, but if I had a gun to my head, I would take the Philadelphia Eagles. It's pretty split also. 53-47 are on Philly. 53%-47 on Green Bay. We go to Monday night. We go back to Indianapolis. Great stadium, by the way, Lucas Oil. Uh, the Colts, by the way, shout out to Jim Ursay and Pete Ward and all the Colts personnel. Great, 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 great time there this past weekend. I love the Ursays, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Who was Jim Ursay? That time, and this is a long time ago, when he went after uh, Mel Kiper, basically going, who the fuck is Mel Kiper? Like, <laughs> I don't know if he'd had a few belts on him, but like I love, I hate these analysts yeah. who've never played a day in their life of football, saying this is who Jim Mercer should pick, and like. No. Well, here's 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 the thing, real quick, and then we're gonna finish this. Ursay doesn't care. He went to Jeff Saturday. He said, "I want a guy who I know is a winner. I want a guy who knows the game." There's a lot of people that think it's a disrespect to most of the coaches, which I could see that point. But here's what I'll look at. I'll look at results. Saturday comes in, he beats the Raiders. Saturday comes in game two. He basically has Philly beat the whole game. Um, they just couldn't score, but Indy was the better team. Um, so whatever Saturday's doing, and I think his plan is, I watched him on the sidelines. He doesn't get involved. He lets his coaches coach the game. He's more of a guy who is more of 
a leader of men and more trying to inspire these players. And he's letting the coaches coach and he's not overthinking it. Um, obviously he doesn't have the experience that a lot of these people do, but you know, it's interesting. It's definitely an, an unorthodox choice. Ursay is definitely unorthodox. The Colts are laying two and a half in this game. Um, really, really tough game. Steelers coming off a loss. Colts coming off a loss. Um, Earl, what do you think? Well, this is a tough one because you know, I'm a Steeler homer, but they're just, that offense is whack. Uh, you know, they're not scoring a lot. Um, you know, the defense now is starting to get lit up because I just think they're tired from playing so much. Um, oh, boy, this is... Uh, I'm going to take a, a risk here, and I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers because I do think their defense will rattle Ryan um, more than the Colts' defense will rattle Pickett. Uh, but th this is a pick em game to me, really. Uh, both teams have faults. You know, Pickett, uh, he's hamstrung, as Trubisky was early on in the season with these, you know, dunk plays. When you, I mean, Deontay Johnson's not even really in the offense, which is crazy because I think he's the best receiver in the league. Yeah. Um, and Pickett really seems horned up for Pickens, yeah. which is he should be. He's a great receiver. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it reminds me of when Mark Malone was the quarterback of the Steelers when he was the guy who looked like Tom Selleck. He literally would stare a hole through the receiver uh, and then throw it to him. I, I just... I, I, you know, if they can ever find a way to utilize uh, the, even without Claypool, the offensive weapons they have, like with that defense, they should be a lot better. So it, it, to me, it's a pick em game. Uh, I, I just think the Steelers have the better defense. And between two pretty much shitty teams, I'll always pick the team with the better defense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think the Steelers are probably the pick here as well. Again, great teaser spot. Um, if you want to take the Steelers uh, in a tease, and we'll talk about that in a second, you can take them up to eight and a half points. I don't see Indianapolis beating the Steelers by more than eight and a half on Monday night. Anyway. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, as a Steeler homer, I would love to say, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but their defense has been lit up a few games this year. Uh, and last week, there's no excuses. You had the full uh, defensive roster at your uh, leisure. So, yeah. um, you know, they just, they're tired. You can tell they've been on the field a lot. The Steelers, I don't know if this is true or not. It would not surprise me if they lead the league in three and out uh, offense. Uh, yeah. So, and, and Pickett, like, you know, he's a rookie. So, uh, you know, he, this ain't uh, Louisiana State anymore. It's right. the big leagues. So you're not facing any Alcorn States or Grambling. Right. So, but I do think the Steeler defense will prevail. They're proud, you know, and, and Flores is a great uh, assistant coach to have up there in the sky. So, but uh, it's just it's been a disappointing season for the Steelers. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to give, so let's do a little wrap up here. Earl's three plays of the week. His first is the Buffalo Bills minus 10. You can look for nine and a half as well against the Detroit Lions on Turkey Day. His second pick, another Turkey Day game, the New York Giants plus nine and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. And his third pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three and a half against the Cleveland Browns. Those are Earl the Pearls picks for the week. 
My picks for the week, number one, the Seattle Seahawks. I Again, I'd put it out as a money line play, or I would put it out as three. It's going to be three and a half in the contest, and I'm probably going to have to hold my nose and put that potentially and lay that half a point and hope it doesn't come back to bite me. My second pick, the New Orleans Saints getting nine. I think it's an overinflated nine with San Francisco coming off this huge Monday night win coming back from Mexico City. I think they're giving too much to New Orleans. I like the New Orleans Saints. And it's been really hard for me, the third pick. It's been a re- This is one of the harder weeks. I mean, there's four of them that I can throw in here as my third pick. And I keep going back and forth. But I'm just going to throw out there right now my third pick. I'm going to go the Atlanta Falcons getting four points at, at on the road against the Washington uh, com- Commanders. I also like the Giants plus um, plus the nine and a half or ten. So those are equal for me. Seattle, New Orleans, strong plays. Giants, Atlanta, a tie for my third pick. Let's go to the tease of the week for me. I'm going to give you a Thanksgiving teaser, and I'm going to give you a teaser for the weekend. The Thanksgiving teaser. If you can get the Buffalo Bills at nine and a half, take them on a seven-point tease down to two and a half to win the game over Detroit. There is no way Detroit's going to win four straight and beat Buffalo. I like Buffalo two and a half, and I want to tease it to the New England Patriots plus eight and a half on your gobble-gobble day against Minnesota. If it's 10 and you can't do it because I would never tease a 10 down to three, go the other way and take Detroit up to 17 points with the New England Patriots. So Buffalo two and a half to New England, but if it's 10, do not do it. Go the other way and take Detroit up to 17 with New England. That's your Thanksgiving teaser. My weekend teaser, Tennessee Titans plus eight and a half to the Carolina Panthers plus eight and a half. I think that's a beautiful teaser for the weekend. Um, I feel strongly about that. Earl, any other thoughts on any totals or anything? Or are you pretty... No, I mean, I do think the Lions game will definitely hit the uh, over. Uh, I think the Panthers game, the, the under for sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of close games. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, there's so much parity in this league. Uh, this is a really, Earl, I would say out of all the weeks so far, this is the toughest week, I think, with football as far as finding, you know, like what is the one pick that's that in your mind is a guarantee it's really, really hard. I don't really see it other than for me, Seattle. I wish Seattle was three instead of three and a half. But I'm going to roll the dice and just say that Pete Carroll um, off a bye against a crappy Oakland team that they can get it done, you know? I mean, if you put a gun to my head and said you can only pick one lock, I think it would be the Seahawks. Yeah, we're uh, both. Just we're both in a we're both in agreement on that. And guys, it's great to get back on the podcast. Um, Earl and I wish you and your families a great, great Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much pumpkin pie. We have one sponsor. Earl, you want to give it the sponsor? And he's now branched out into realty. So if you're in the Miami 305 area and uh, you got a tummy ache from too much turkey and stuffing and cranberry. Uh, you know what will cure that? A good slab of pie. So if you go uh, to, I think it's on Collins Avenue, not only can you buy a slice, you probably buy a house on, uh, I don't know, Sunset Island, maybe 1525 Northview Road where my parents used to live. And go visit 
Pooch. Pooch. Tommy Pooch. The Poocher. Tommy Pooch. Real quick shout out. Danny Greenberg. uh, Darren. Double Diamond Weinstock, who thinks he's the greatest handicapper since sliced bread. David Hockman, law enforcement. All the crazies that listen to the podcast. Eric Handler, who's in. uh, Where is he? He's with his family. He's going to take a picture of them all out in the freezing snow. In any case, we love you guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk soon. See ya. And a shout out to my uh, lawyer, uh, Jeremiah Abrahamowitz, uh, for making me some money last week. And to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks for coming back at AEW Full Gear. Bye. Ooh.